listening to the Semi-Casual MMA Show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Welcome back to another episode of the Semi-Casual MMA Show. I'm your host, as always, Jared Braz, and joined alongside my favorite member of the MMA Twitter sphere, Joe Bear. Finally, in full video color, how are we doing, man? I'm great, man. I'm excited to finally talk about fights in a camera like setting so let's let's get going let's get going exactly we're really stepping up the production value here we got uh we got some interviews we got video we're on spotify now we're going to the moon so but why don't we jump right into it and talk a little bit about the pay-per-view event that happened last weekend that i wish i had turned off after the third fight on the (laughs) pay-per-view I thought that uh, I was very happy to see Sergey Spivak knock the lights out of Greg Hardy. That's always fun. Uh, Kevin Holland, my favorite fighter, getting the win, getting back in the win column is always a great thing. And it was the fight between Bryce Mitchell and Edson Barboza was eye-opening. Great fight. Great fight, yeah. I could have done without the last two, that's for sure. I, I disagree, man. I mean, I really loved the RDA fight. I thought that was that was just a great showing of RDA. You know, I know Mokano isn't as good as, you know, Fiziev, but I think it was nice seeing RDA back in the octagon. So I was really impressed with that. And that fifth round was fun, even though I personally, I thought the fight should have been stopped. But um, yeah, I, mean, I, I thought that was a good fight. And the, Col- the Colby-Jorge fight, it wasn't, I think the issue with that is at, Colby's good. Like Colby's just way too good and way too skilled for someone like Masvidal to even think that, you know, he was going to win. I think people just had their hopes of it being like a, like a stand-up battle, even they though. They just hoped that he would I mean, catch him with that one shot, which was all. Yeah. He- yeah. And so it's, I feel like people, the biggest takeaway is more people are talking about like what Jorge did wrong instead of what Colby did right. And, you know, per- personally, yeah, I guess it wasn't as exciting as it could have been. I still thought it was a good fight and in one of the better fights of the year. Um, but Colby's just so good that it, it makes it look boring. You know what I mean? So I, I, I thought it was an okay pay-per-view. I mean, I, it, as a pay-per-view, I guess it was, you know, kind of mid, but um, yeah, it is what it is. I didn't pay for it. So <laughs> I see I'm out, I'm out on the uh, $75 on that one, but you Ooh, know, I just, yeah, I just no. thought that, uh, you know, Jorge, he got really lucky with how he got to the top in the first place. And I think the first Usman right. fight really helped his stock just because he was able to hang in there for all five rounds, even, even though he I'm got sure knocked out badly in the second fight, people remembered. Yeah. He, he stepped up with like three days, flew to Abu Dhabi and cut 30 pounds or something like that. And, Ridiculous. you know, I think anytime you come off of back-to-back title shots when they're really not, cause they weren't really earned, you know what I mean? I, even the first one, he didn't – I mean, he had the win over Darren Till. He had the win over Ben Askren. But, I mean, the farther we get removed from those fights, the worse those results have aged. So, you know, right. I think right. I'd want to see – I kind of want to see Jorge take a big step back in the competition. I don't want to see him fight any top five guys ever again. I just want to no. see him no. on fights where he can stand and trade and, you know, maybe get some more he's, great Yeah, he's going to be in the money fights, you know. I mean, people are already talking about him and McGregor. And, I, I mean, he just re-signed that deal, the new contract. And I feel like uh, with that contract, you know, he's not going to be headlining a fight night. Like, he's going to be on pay-per-views and he's going to be on massive pay-per-views. So, either he's headlining or he's co-maining with a five-round fight. You know what I mean? So, that's what I think. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a good, good 
he was a good night for a bunch of people. I think Kevin Holland was, that was just awesome. But the thumbs up, you know, yeah. in the guillotine, <laughs> like that was just so, he's so perfect, man. And I'm excited to see where he goes this year. And yeah, ready yeah, for this week now. I can't wait. I'm hoping that he gets back in there. There was some talk that he might step in short notice against Gunnar Nelson because I know he needs an opponent. Uh, oh, wait, Gunnar. Oh, Gunnar lost his opponent? That's what I had heard earlier this week. Oh, they wow. might have they might have already oh, I'm gonna look into that. Now, but uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look I'm gonna look into that after that. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping to see him active and, and back in there. And you know, I, I DM'd him before the fight, wishing him luck, and he said he said thank you. He's the, the only awesome. UFC fighter that actually follows me back. But I will absolutely take that. Right. Um, but yeah, shout out to the Trailblazer, Big Mouth. Uh yep. hopefully he yep. can yep. keep it rolling through the welterweight division. But let's move yep. on to this weekend, which is a stacked weekend for MMA. We got LFA, EFL, Bellator, UFC. Tour, yeah. uh, isn't the yep. Eagle, Eagle FC is this weekend too? Eagle FC, it? yep. Yeah, with yep. Diego Sanchez. I think it's Friday, yep. Yeah, so the, yep. a lot of great fights this weekend. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen the interview I did with Cody Law, he's undefeated 5-0 prospect fighting in Bellator this weekend on the prelims. You don't want to miss that fight. He's so exciting to watch. Uh, but what are you most looking forward to this weekend out of all the, the different fights we got going on? Oh man. I mean, there's so many good fights. I mean, I'll go, I'll honestly go through, uh, both Bellator and USC. I'm really excited obviously for Cody law, but I'm um, on the main card, Phil Davis versus yeah. Julius Igliscus. That's going to be a fun fight. I, Phil Davis coming off that win against Yoel Romero. And then, uh, Julius Iglesias came off that loss against, uh, Nemkov. Um, and before before that Yoel Romero fight, uh, Phil Davis lost to Nemkov too. Um, so that that'd be that's going to be a good scrap. Uh, the the main event's okay, Mads Brunel. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's whatever. It's it's Bellator. Like they can't put on you know great you know they can't have AJ McKinney every every week or Nemkov every week, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a pretty nice card. And then um, Kevin Lee versus Diego Sanchez. I mean, I'll watch the highlights. I, I, we all know it's going to happen. Kevin Lee's going to kill that dude. Like it yeah. should, that fight shouldn't be shanked, sanctioned in my opinion. Um, well, but then actually, the UFC, I don't I think, know, because I thought the same thing about Eagle FC in the past when Rashad Evans fought, yeah. I thought for sure he was going to get decapitated and he dominated. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't mind. I think Diego Sanchez is worse because of what Diego's coming off of. Mm -hmm. I mean, Diego's been knocked out a ton and he just came off that really like real bad COVID scare. Yeah. You know, he's been out a while and he's facing Kevin Lee. Like, I mean, Kevin Lee's still really good. Like he took a round from Daniel Rodriguez. Unfortunately he gassed um, in that fight, but um, he won round one in my opinion. Um, so I just, I'm not really interested in that. I, I expect Kevin Lee to win. I'd be shocked if Diego won. But onto the UFC, I think um, the main event this week, it's okay. You know, uh, Ankalaya versus Santos. Um, I got Ankalaya in that fight. But the yeah, biggest uh, the biggest yeah. fight, yeah, the biggest fight on this card for me is Perea versus uh, Bruno Silva because this is going to be this is going to be a telling of like, all right, is Perea going to get through this and then he's gonna he's gonna get a top 10 opponent in my opinion if he take if he beats silva and silva's not even ranked like um they're, they're gonna fast track him to izzy like like faster than that i think tom's at you know what i mean so um so i'm very excited to see what goes on in that fight um and alex uh bruce leroy Carreas, excuse me uh versus sadiq yusuf that is going to be a banger i cannot wait for that that that's my main event that's the people's main event in my eye 
Um, but yeah, I'm so I'm so stoked for this weekend. I have Saturday off, so I'm gonna be watching. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I'm looking. Uh, I'm really looking forward to both of those fights. I think, especially the Alex Pajero versus Bruno Silva. I mean, that fight will tell. I think both of those guys are gonna get a top ten matchup after that. I mean, Bruno Silva's coming off of three UFC appearances, all three are knockouts. Yeah. Even before that, he's he's on a seven fight knockout streak. Five of those are in the first. Yeah. And not to mention, he was an M1 challenge before. He's not fighting cans. He's fighting guys nope. who have nope. established records. So he's a real problem in that division. And you know, I yep. saw I saw something today uh, at Media Day. Bruno Silva was saying he was the 16th opponent offered uh, the fight against Pajera. The, and he was the one who finally accepted it. So, I mean, it just wow. goes to show that the UFC didn't even want to put these two big prospects together. It's just the, he yeah. was the only guy that was willing to take him on. And, you know, I think that the UFC is definitely going to reward him for that if he keeps right. the streak That's going. Fair. So, I, and, you know, I, I think Pera had a great performance in his last fight, but you got to look at who he was fighting. He, he fought a guy who I, I don't think any of the his wins have been against guys who've gotten a UFC win. Yeah, he fought the Andrew Michalides, Andreas Michalides, yeah, Andre fought KB yeah. Bular. KB Bular. Not, not a great fighter. No. Not so, a UFC caliber fighter, excuse me, but yeah. No, and then he lost to Modestus Bukowskis, who I know. Who's had not a, in the UFC. Yeah, he had a, he had a great yeah, career over the Cage Warriors, but he really struggled once he got to the UFC. So, you know, right. I, I'm not putting too much stock in that win. I know it was a dominant performance. The finish was obviously crazy with the flying knee, but, you know, I, I, mean, I, you, I got Bruno Silva in that fight. But you do. I, yes. I mean, dude. I, all right, man. All right, listen. I love Bruno Silva. I picked him in all his UFC appearances. But they're not going to be grappling. They're going to be standing. And mm-hmm. Alex Fajaya is not someone you stand and bang with. Like, I mean, I mean, listen. Like, he's not. Bruno Silva is a take one to get one guy, and he's not going to be able to take one from Alex Fajaya. Like, I, I, I will guarantee you, like that like it's I think it's I think it's honestly a lock and at minus 190 I think it's ridiculous I think it should be higher I love Bruno Silva so much but I don't I don't see it I, I really don't see it at all I don't see any way for him to get out of get out of there I don't especially I don't with how Pahea is how Pahea is training now like Pahea's training with Glover to share so if Bruno wants to grapple Pahea will, will grapple and I don't think Bruno's a good grappler so I think Alex will do enough to hang with him but it, other than that they're going to be they're going to be standing up and standing up it's no one in the UFC can challenge him standing up other than Izzy and he beat Izzy twice and knocked him out once like that's just no I'm telling you I'm telling you that right like, now it, like see I know he's got the it's not it's not just hype record I know I know he I know that, it's way more than established but it's the, heavy but the thing is it's MMA is a lot more unpredictable than I think kickboxing can be because of the grappling right. aspect so you know yep. I, I just think that He's only got five total MMA fights, and three of those happened years ago. So I understand yeah. he, it's not like he yeah. some of these other guys who haven't been active for years and just aren't you know in the ring. I know he's been training right. that whole time, staying active, winning championships. But it's I just think that Bruno Silva is just on such a hot streak right now. I just don't see Beretta taking him out. I, I think that I, I just I think that this fight's probably. Get, like weirdly enough, I think it's going to go to decision. I think this is one of those fights where, on paper, you it think looks, it's going to yeah. Right, you, you think you it's going to end in the first the round, and I think it's going to be two guys that are afraid to actually stand and trade with each other. And I think the experience of Bruno Silva in MMA specifically is what's going to take him to you know win that maybe two rounds to one. But 
you know, I'm not, I don't, it's not that I don't think it's going to be a competitive fight or that I think that Bruno Silva is going to knock the lights out of them. It's just that I think that both of them are going to have respect for each other on the feet for what they're, for their weapons. And I, you know, I just think that it's going to go to come down to a decision. And I think that Bruno Silva is going to edge him out, but you know, all right, we should have, we should have a friendly wager on that. No, I'll definitely throw a friendly wager. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're right. Hey, you already said you like the minus 190. So, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah, you out I'm biting it on that. that I'm biting that. Yep. Uh, so just, uh, just to look at some other things on the card, just to talk about the co-main event for a second, which is a great Bantamweight yeah. fight. And we all know that Bantamweight is one of, if not the most stacked divisions in the UFC. Yep. We got Marlon Marais coming off of a three fight losing skid, not just losing skid, but it has gotten knocked out all three of those times fighting against yeah. Song Yudong or Yudong Song. It feels like the UFC changes it back and forth every time he fights. Uh, but right. he's a guy who has a lot of UFC wins, but not without controversy. I mean, I remember watching that right. Marlon Vera win in the first fight back from COVID and there's no yeah. way Song won that fight. Uh, yeah. He's got a split decision win over Casey Kenny. Uh, I thought he won that fight, but I didn't think he won the Vera fight. Yeah, I think I think they I think that the Casey Kenny fight I I definitely saw him winning that one, but it was a close yeah. fight and it could I could have seen close. it going anyway. Uh, but yeah. what, do you, what do you see happening in that one? Um, see, I like I think this is a spot where Marlon Rice could uh could finally snap that losing streak. I think the issue is his cardio. You know, I mean, in the first round he is deadly, and we we know that we saw that in the Marab fight. Like I was just jaw to the floor when Marab got touched by him. And I was shocked that Marab even survived that because Marlon, Marlon's got some power for that division. I mean, if you think about it, he shouldn't even be a 35er. He's just so like small, but he, he like, like he's a big guy for like how his, you know, his build is. So I think he just cuts a little too much weight. That's why the cardio is an, is an issue. Um, and the chin, I guess now. Right. Um, I do, I do think he's got a shot, but Yidong Song is he's still on a roll. That Arce, that Julian Arce knockout recently was just I, I was like, whoa. Like he he froze him. He he kicked him the head kick and it froze him. And I was just like, that was some matrix stuff. Like it was, oh my God, it was so it was so great. But um yeah, I I think I got Yidong Song in the fight. I mean, it depends. We'll we'll see after weigh-ins, we'll see how Marlon Marais looks. But I do think it's a spot where Marais could win out of his past three fights. I think this is the most winnable one. Definitely. I mean, I I remember watching that Marab fight too, and just being in absolute shock at how that was going, especially with all the momentum that Marab had going into it. Uh, thankfully, because I did bet on Marab in that fight, he turned it around and got the knockout. But Same. you know, I, I just, I, I do like the experience factor of Marais, and like you said, he is so dangerous in that first round. But it, I find it so hard to bet on a guy who's gotten knocked out in three yeah. straight fights and. You know, the Corey Sandhagen wheel kick knockout, that was something. The Rob Font right. starched him. Tar- you know, starched and, him, yeah. And, you know, we've seen, like you said, the, his gas tank might not hold up. So if he sees that opening and he tries to get Song out of there quickly and he can't do it, I think Song's just going to roll over him. So, you know, I, I think it'd be a nice live opportunity. I mean, you think about him, if Marais, you know, takes round one, you know, drops him or something like that, and they go into round two, that'd be a nice live opportunity with Yadong uh, Song. So. Definitely, because I mean, I, I think I think Yudong's like a minus two fifty favorite right now. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I was surprised about, but like I said, Marais coming off of three straight knockout losses, I, I I find it hard to believe that many people will really be betting on him. But you know, we'll see. I mean, hopefully, hopefully that one's a good fight, and I, I think that 
I, I would rather have Song Yudong win just from the standpoint of I think we, we want some more fresh faces at the top of that Bantamweight division. I think we – For sure. A lot of times in the UFC, you get these guys who have gotten title fights, uh, you know, and then they just stick around in the top 10 for a couple of years for basically no reason. Uh, it's basically so, what the middleweight divisions become. Yeah, so I, I'd yeah. like to see some new names in there, some fresh matchups. So I, I, I'm pulling for pulling for Song, but you know, at the same time, I, I don't want to see Marlon Moraes get knocked out again. I think he's one yeah. knockout away. I don't know what his contract situation is, but I think regardless, he's one knockout away from Bellator. Oh, I hope not. I mean, he's a, he's a fun fighter. Like he, they, like all his fights are fun, but it's kind of for the wrong reasons, you know. So yeah, is what it is. Definitely. But uh, another big name that just stepped into the card or big name in terms of MMA anyways, is (laughs) Terrence McKinney is fighting against Drew Dober on short notice. Uh, Terrence McKinney, as we all know, is on the crazy first round stoppage streak right now, just coming off of a uh, submission win a couple weeks ago, actually. So how do you see that fight going down? Um, so I, it's very, I'm, I'm so leaning I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I think this fight is, uh, there's just so many factors to take in, you know, I mean, McKinney hasn't faced, I think, um, McKinney has a loss to Sean Woodson and I think Dover's better than Sean Woodson at this point in both of their careers. So I think it's just a case of if McKinney can like, just hang with him in the first round, if you can like, wrestle him maybe if i can see that mckinney is able to hang with him in the wrestling department i think there's a chance but there's also that issue that like we haven't seen mckinney go you know second or third round yet Mm -hmm. so you know we don't know and then on the on top of it it's short notice but then again it's like he's good and like at the price that he's at right now i mean it'd be hard not to take that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so I'm still, I'm still skeptical. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I guess an early lean would be Dober just because of the experience. I mean, he hung with Makachev for three rounds, you know, he lost to Brad Riddell, but think about like, would you choose McKinney to beat Brad Riddell or not Makachev? Exactly. So it's like, it's, it's a very tough fight to call, but you know, go with your gut on it honestly i mean it's like you go with mckinney i, I feel like the public's going to be on mckinney even though he's they like are. a dog I mean, right since the since the fight opened when the fight opened drew dober was a minus 200 favorite mckinney was coming uh-huh. back at plus 170 and right now it's it already now? down to uh terrence mckinney plus 140 drew dober minus 170 so ooh, you know, ooh. i think yeah. uh i see I think it's going to keep getting close. I, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if by the time we we get to fight night it, that it's almost a pick 'em because we all yeah. know that the public loves backing the names that they know. But yeah, that's like, what yeah. I worry about. Yeah, you know. But there's so another, I don't know. It's going to be a great scrap, though, nonetheless. Definitely. I mean, there's there's another there's another big name that the public definitely knows. It's also fighting a bit lower on this card and sort of a strange UFC matchup. I'm not really sure how they booked this fight, but. Uh, Chris Moutinho is back. The uh, the human punching bag is, uh, is back in action, and he's favored in a fight, which I yeah. never would have expected. I thought for sure yeah. uh, right after he fought in the last one, I knew they were going to give him another shot just because of his toughness, right. but uh, I thought for sure he was, you know, going to be matched up with someone who was going to, you know, destroy him again. But, you know, he's fighting a guy who's coming off of three straight, 
losses and really a very, very bad UFC career overall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I have no idea where to go with this one. I think I'm just hoping it's a fun fight, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think it's I'm all you can hope for it. it. Yeah. They're, t- they're two, uh, they're two non UFC caliber fighters. Yeah. Guido Kennedy is literally just a guy where like the UFC calls up and is like, Hey, we need someone to lose this week against this <laughs> opponent. Yeah. You know, the, I think he's like, I think he's like 43. Is he 43 or 42? I honestly don't remember, but he's, he's up there. Um, Matino, I mean, he's a tough guy, but like, he's not very good. And then in, in UFC terms, like, I mean, he's an MMA fighter. He's better than me, but, but you know, it's just in, in these, in these circumstances, I just don't, I, it's definitely something you shouldn't like play into. Um, uh, it'll be, I hope it's a fun scrap. We'll see. Um, but honestly, like, I, I think it's like dog or pass in my opinion, like even with Guido Canetti, who I don't trust at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those fights. that's like, is it 50, 50, you know, or, you know, we just don't know. It's, it's like, it's like on the Bellator prelims, you know, like the first or second fight on the, on the free YouTube, uh, fights, you know what I mean? So, yeah. it's, you know, we don't know. I mean, I, I, I will say this. I, actually did watch uh Chris Matino's last fight before he went into the UFC against Andrew Salas. Yeah. I remember watching that live and it was really funny because it was the exact opposite of the fight with Sean O'Malley where Chris Moutinho was absolutely piecing up Andrew Salas and Andrew Salas was going nowhere. I don't know how he didn't yeah. get knocked out, but eventually uh, Moutinho went for the choke and that was that. But you know, I, I just remember seeing him even in that fight, th- there was nothing that ever would have indicated to me that he was going to be UFC caliber or that his yeah. next fight was even going to be in the UFC. So, you know, I, I think that it, it, I respect everything that he did. I am a Sean O'Malley fan, but you know, I mean, it, it was hard not to, to be won over by Chris Patino in that fight, just by the toughness. Yeah. Similar situation. Right. Panato Moicano that we saw in this last weekend. Uh, sure. but, you know, I, I really fear for that guy's safety in the UFC if he's going to have any more performances like that. Obviously, Sean O'Malley's striking numbers are off the charts. I know he set records in that fight, but you know, I just I don't see Chris Moutinho being anything other than a journeyman in the UFC. I don't think he'll ever you know get into the rank territory. But no. you know, if you want to put him in fun fights, then you can put him in fun fights. But it seems like the sure. UFC is trying to set him up for a victory, and I don't even know if this is yeah. if this is going to be a victory. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agree with you hundred percent of the way here. I mean, um, it's just, it's just tough. You know, you're putting, I, I don't honestly, I don't know who the UFC is wishing wins this fight. You know what I mean? Like most of their times, most of their matchmaking, it's like, all right, we kind of want this guy to win versus, you know, like think about it, like the past three Edmund Shabazian fighters were, were like wrestlers, you know, they just yeah. took him down and destroyed him. Right. So I feel like there are a lot of times where UFC sets fights up just to, you know not not that they hope that they lose but to like really test them and i think this is a fight where it's just like all right we got guido canetti we owe him a fight we got chris Matino, we owe him a fight two guys that we don't expect to hit the rankings two guys that we don't expect to you know have a long you know ufc career so let's throw them together let's just get it over with so that's how i see the fight and it's just definitely something you should stay away from if not i guess take the dog yeah i mean i think i think yeah. Chris Moutinho, he's he's great for the UFC just because he's got that name now where some of the casual fans do recognize who he is. So, yeah. you know, which is a very hard thing to say after your first UFC fight when you get utterly destroyed. So, you yeah, know, I think that 
he'd be valuable for the UFC to keep around just as a uh, prelim fighter, or even, you know, if you wanted to match him up against top prospects and just have him, you know, piece him up, they, they can, they can do that. And you know, he's going to stay in there, but you know, I, I respect guys like that, but if they're not, if they're not going to be winning fights, then I don't want to see them take any more brain damage than they're already. Yeah. Taking. So, but let's, let's move on to uh, some best bets for the weekend. Who are you looking at to, to make you some money? Uh, I'm gonna let you go first. Let me go first. All right. Well, yeah. Well, you. I want to hear what you got first. Uh, my best bet of the week. I mean, my best bet of the weekend was probably gonna be uh, Matt Semmelsberger in a parlay oh, with yeah. Magomed Ankalaev, uh, AJ Fletcher. Nice. I think he's uh, he, he's a he's a solid prospect. Obviously, nine and zero. Uh, but he's fought nothing but cans. Matt Semmelsberger is a real deal. His only UFC yeah, loss sure. is to Chaos Williams. Um, and and I, that I, was a great fight. Great yeah, fight, too, by the way. Fantastic fight. I mean, anytime Chaos yeah. Williams gets in there, it's chaos. But, um, but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. I think that he's he's due for another – Or I mean, if you look at the pattern for, uh, for Semmelsberger, you're looking at round one, quick victory, unanimous decision. <laughs> Round one, quick victory, unanimous decision. So I think, you know, if the pattern keeps going, I think if you want to bet even Semmelsberger by decision, I think A.J. Fletcher can hang in there with him. Uh, and then I don't see any path to victory for Tiago Santos. I think yep. Santos is not washed, but, I mean, you know, we we saw what, uh, what Jamal Hill just did to Johnny Walker and the fact that yeah. it was a five-round fight and a boring fight at that between Johnny Walker and Tiago Santos. I, you know, yeah. MMA math doesn't always work, but, you know, I, I just think yeah. Magomed Ankalaev is going to be up there in the top five by the end of the year. So, you know, yeah. or even maybe by the yeah. end of this fight. But, you know, so I, I got yeah. those two together. I think that's coming back right now at around minus 160. So I'll put probably like 3.2 okay. units on that. juice and, on that. Yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm feeling good about that one. I like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Teo Santos, he threw like 44 strikes, 40 something strikes against Johnny Walker. And it's like, if you're not willing to go at it with Johnny Walker, you're, you're going to have trouble with Magomed and Goliath. And I saw a stat too. That was like UFC fighters with the name Magomed have like an 86% win rate. Yeah. Like what? I don't like know where that came from. It's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I like Santos. He's a, he's a fun personality and, He's a nice guy, but it, it, I don't think he can hang with those top five guys anymore. Um, but you know, it's a nice, it's a nice step for Ankalaev. I don't think it's his hardest test, but definitely a, a a nice fight, and he'll get that five round action or less. I mean, who knows? He might he might finish him, but um, but yeah, no, that that's that's a good parlay. I like that. Um, for me, it's a dog week for me. I mean, personally, uh, I love I love Damon Jackson versus Camilla Kirk. I mean, Camilla Kirk in his last fight uh, got taken down at will to Maquan Americani. He won that fight, but it was a very controversial uh, decision. Personally, I, I scored for Americani. Um, he took him down at will, but the problem is uh, he wasn't, Americani really wasn't doing too much on the ground um, while, uh, while Kirk was like fighting, you know, fighting off the, off the back, you know, uh, fighting off submissions, trying to go for submissions, you know, hitting him on the head, on the back, you know, stuff like that. So um, I think Damon Jackson's a better fighter than Amir mm -hmm. He's a very like junkyard dog type guy. You know, he'll, he'll take it down. He'll grind out in his last fight against Charles Rosa. He got cut bad. And I thought it was, I thought they were going to have to stop it. And, uh, and he, he, he survived the third round. And 
Um, pretty sure he won all three rounds of that fight too, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, no, I like Damon Jackson. His only loss in the UFC is to uh, Ilya Taporia, which is like, can you really blame him? I mean, Taporia is a freaking monster. So I like Damon Jackson there. Uh, I forgot what the comeback is on him. I think, I think it's, it's like plus one, yeah, plus right one eighty six. I want to uh, say last time I looked, maybe maybe here. lower than that. But yeah, I, I like Damon Jackson for sure. I, I see my problem with Damon Jackson is that I like when I saw that he was only 33, that blew my mind. I mean, the guy looks like he's, you know, yeah, 45 older. years old. So <laughs> I think just mentally, I can't get past that aspect of it. So, but I mean, <laughs> Hey, I, you know, I trust your vision. So I'll yes, be, uh, yeah, I'll yeah. definitely be throwing some money on him, but you know, oh, yeah, I, definitely. That was a, that was tough. another one. I forgot to mention Uh great fight on this car. I can't believe we didn't talk about it earlier, but uh Basharat against Trevin Jones. Yes. Oh, yeah. What That's a fun fight, a fight that is. I was, I was going to say Basharat had the most impressive uh Dana White's contender series performance mm-hmm. uh, next to Almeida um, to me personally last, last season. I mean, he was, you know, he, if you remember, he was the guy that was getting called all those racist names yeah. to that fighter. And then he just goes out and destroys him. It was, it was great. So, um, yeah, so I, I like, I like Bostrad in that fight, actually, by the way, I think it's minus 150 right now. Yeah, that's um, you you got to be careful. You got to be careful with these Dan White contender series guys, you know, uh, you know, especially in their debut. Um, you kind of don't know what you're getting because, you know, Trevin, Trevin Jones is, is a UFC guy, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's a, he's, he's fought in the UFC. He's beaten some guys in UFC might not be as impressive as you would think, but, um, but yeah, I think Bashrat, he's faced good talent outside the UFC. So I think he's, uh, he's right, more than capable uh, of getting a win here. So yeah, I like Bashrat in that fight too. Definitely. What else do you got for any, for any uh, best bets? Uh, the other dog, um, it's got to be, uh, oh man, now I'm blanking. <laughs> uh, uh, Damon Jackson, I said, and then we talked, we touched on McKinney. We'll, like I said earlier, we'll, we'll, we'll see how the weigh-ins go. Um, I believe it's on the main card. Oh man, I'm blanking here, man. Oh, oh Kyle uh, Rountree and Roberson. No, not that Kyle one? Rountree and Roberson. I do, I do lean uh, Roberson in that fight though. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what, what's the main card? What from top? Yeah, oh, Alex Caceres. I'm sorry, Alex, yeah. Alex Caceres. Sorry, I was blanking. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. Yes, I think I think Alex Caceres gets this done. Sadiq Yusuf in his last fight. Uh, got I wouldn't say dominated, but he got controlled pretty good against Arnold mm-hmm. Allen, and I think Arnold Allen is better than Caceres at this point in the career. Definitely. Um, but I think Alex Caceres is is going to be able to hang with him on the feet. He's going to be able to take whatever Sadiq gives him, and I think Sadiq is, at some point is just going to slowly gas. He's got an okay gas tank, but I think he's just going to slowly, slowly gas. And I think Caceres is either going to get a submission or he'll win a nice decision. He's just one of those guys that's like, how can you? how can you bet against the guy? Like, I mean, he's just, he's, he shows up every single time. He's always fighting. He's a tough, he'll, he'll fight, fight to the end. Um, so yeah, it's either, it's either you don't take this fight or you take Caceres. So I really like Caceres in this fight and I'm very excited to see what he does next because I would love to see him, you know, get a push. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's been fighting since like 2008 and he's got such a fun style. He's got a great personality and he's definitely a guy that, uh, that people should tune in for this weekend. Definitely. So yeah, Alex Caceres. And at plus 200, I see on my book right now, I'm loving the sound of that, baby. But yep. uh, but that's about yep. it right there. I'm uh for in terms of best bets for me. I don't know if you've got anything yep. else. Same. But uh yeah, that I mean that that's it. I mean, I do think the Sabino Mazo Miranda Maverick fight is a is really, really off in terms of mm-hmm. odds. Um, 
but I definitely, that's one, another one of those, like it's either, you know, dog or pass, you know what I mean? I, so uh, I think Miranda Maverick wins that fight, but uh, Mazo is getting a little disrespected, um, but that's just me. So, but yeah, I gave you my mind and I liked yours too. So there we go. Well, let's hope we make some money. Other than the Bruno Silva. Other than the Bruno Silva. I, I mean, don't, hey, I don't we, like the Bruno Silva one. I'll put, I'll throw 10 bucks on that with you right now. A little friendly wager. Shake, shake. But I, I know go. I'm getting, I know I'm getting screwed in the odds right now too. Cause he's coming back. I'm and, with you. You know, I probably plus one thirty, but you know, it's all right. But uh, yeah, but yeah. So that's about it for the semi-casual MMA show. Make sure you tune in to watch Cody law start. Hopefully what is the semi-casual MMA undefeated streak. He wins the fight this weekend. Yes. We're one and zero, so we're one and zero. Yeah, and we'll be we'll be obviously looking out for our guys Aaron Phillips and JoJo Gianetti. We're gonna have to get you on the interviews at some point soon, Joe, when we can work around. Your oh posting. yeah, but, uh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Good to see you, Joe, and we'll catch you right back here next time. You too. Take care.